Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pediatric Speech Sisters show. This episode is about language sample analysis. Um, the reason why I want to talk about language sample analysis is because it's such a big component of dynamic assessment. And we always hear about dynamic assessment when it comes to culturally responsive teaching and cultural competency and everything. But what exactly does dynamic assessment entail? And also, why do we have to keep talking about dynamic assessment if that's kind of like the gold standard of cultural competent practice? So I today, there's many ways we can dive deep into dynamic assessment, but I don't want to keep y'all here for hours and hours. <laughs> we'll make more episodes on that. Um, but I really want to just talk about why I even love dynamic assessment. So one thing I love about dynamic assessment is language sample analysis. Some of you all might be listening to this and your heart is dropping like, I don't want to even talk about language sample analysis because I know, I know it's kind of one of those extra things. In fact, um, the literature says that one of the reasons why SLPs don't perform language sample analysis is because it's too time consuming. I'll go ahead and link those sources in this um, in the show notes. But yeah, the main challenge described in literature is that language sample analysis is too consuming. Um, this comes from Clate and colleagues. Again, I will link this in the show notes. So before I get started, I want to talk about what is language sample analysis. I'm sitting here um, looking at this ASHA leader article. Um, so I'm just going to read it word for word. And again, in the show notes, if you want to read the full article, it's a really great article. So here's what language sample analysis is. Language sample analysis is a more naturalistic and ecologically valid way to evaluate a child's language performance. Language sample analysis offers clinicians the opportunity to collect and analyze language samples that represent linguistic performance in a real-life situation, such as conversation, or in more structured communication tasks, such as narratives. So, some ways that I like to do language sample analysis, um, I really like to, one, use picture cards and have them tell me a story using the picture cards, maybe having them sequence the story and telling it to me in a first, next, last format, Um, especially for the kiddos who aren't as expressive. Um, Maybe they're like a bit shy in that way. But I really, really enjoy um, just getting feedback from the kids like sometimes you get those really talkative kiddos who maybe they're coming in for articulation concerns or receptive language concerns and they're just talking 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 and I'm like yes (laughs) yes this this is actually the part that makes it a little easier you don't necessarily need to take that extra step so when you get those kiddos please take a language sample analysis that's just kind of like you're getting it you're just getting it right there you don't really have to take an extra step but even if you don't get those kiddos if you do get those kids that are a bit more shy or they have less expressive language skills still do your best and make the effort to do a language sample analysis 
I'm going to give you three reasons today why I love language assessment. So here's one. One reason why I love language sample analysis is because it gives us more opportunity to bond with the student. Um, Again, I know we are a bit eh, overwhelmed, right? (laughs) With everything else on our plates as speech pathologists, we wear several different hats. But at the end of the day, we join the field to make these connections, especially if we're talking about cultural compatibility. And, you know, let's just talk about the cultural humility part, just really being able to sit and listen to the child and just see a bit more about their likes and their dislikes. I like when they give me a bit of their personality. They give me a little bit about their home culture, what their life is like with their friends. Um, So I really enjoy it for that reason. And also it gives the kid a moment to know me. Uh, This is when sometimes I have to take a step back and take a few deep breaths because our life, our work life specifically is always on go. So it's like hour after hour after hour we're doing something. Um, But when I am connecting with a student and I still, um, y'all, I'm not perfect. (laughs) I'm still working on this. When I'm connecting with a student or a client, I have to take a few deep breaths and really look at this student, really look at this patient. Like, okay, this is, it's just me and this patient right now, just me and her, just me and them right now. Um, The reason why I say that is because again, just going back to how we feel like we don't have enough time, but you really benefit in the long run if you build that relationship from the very, from the very beginning. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is because language sample analysis gives us a better assessment of strengths. It shows us what they can do. Um, So I really like to use a language sample analysis sheet. Um, I'll link my favorite one in the show notes. If you use the PLS, you might see like on the back of the protocol, it will actually have the language sample and it'll show you their strengths and weaknesses. You can pretty much just, it's a checklist of what they can and can't do. So this part really helps me focus on what they can do rather than what they can't. I really like to take a straight-based approach. And Mutra shows that it's best to take a straight-based approach, especially when it comes to writing goals. So if I'm looking at the kid's strengths, I already have in my mind, okay, so we can build on this. Okay, it's great that this child has strong expressive language skills, but right now they might be um, showing some weaknesses in their receptive language skills. Let's build on that. Let's make goals that aligns with their strengths so that way it decreases frustration on their end. And also it helps them reach their language goals faster. Um, I do wanna give an example also of focusing on their strengths rather than weaknesses. Um, Especially in the schools, we get a bunch of paperwork from the teachers and they're all saying, this child can't do this, this child can't do that, this child can't do this, this child can't do that. And so when you are one-on-one with the student, you just get a better idea. Actually, they can do this or, hmm, okay. Um, This child actually has more skills than what is written down on just this paper. Now that I'm looking at this kid face-to-face and getting to know this child. So one example is a child, um, she was an African child, 
and we just came from COVID-19. We just came from quarantine. And she's telling me this about her culture and just certain things. She's in first, she was in first grade at the time. And just certain things that she would do with her family. Also in the back of my mind, I remember my interactions with their family. And um, as I do the, uh, this is actually a speech sample analysis. So as I did the speech sample analysis, I realized that she actually had more speech sounds than was originally indicated on her teacher's report. And also not even that is the fact that when I did the contrastive analysis, those speech sounds were quote unquote errors, but it's because of her language dialect. It was just language difference. It wasn't an actual disorder. So I did not qualify her for speech. Also, y'all, I'm just gonna be straight up. When you do it this way, it saves you time in the long run again, because you're not overqualifying somebody. This is a great way to not overqualify um, multilinguistic children. Okay, so a third reason why I love language sample analysis is because it also gives us a clearer picture of what interventions the child truly needs. So this is when I am going to give standardized assessments of thumbs up because it does show us specific areas um, of deficits that we can work on and that we can build on. And sometimes it really just gives us the answer of why. Okay, why is this child having difficulties understanding language? What part of language is this child having difficulties understanding? But when we're taking a language sample analysis, that gives us a bigger picture. So for example, if we administer an assessment, let's just say the OWLs, we administer an assessment and it says, oh, okay, this child has difficulties with past tense, past tense verbs. Okay, that is very important, um, on a, especially on an academic level, right? Like that's very important. But when I'm talking to this kid, the big challenge isn't the fact that he can't understand or produce past tense verbs. It's more so that he struggles to tell me stories in a clear and concise way. So I'm having to probe him a lot more, ask him what he means. And then when I'm asking him what he means, he's not giving me a clear answer to where I can really truly understand him. And so that's when we really need to fall back on what's functional. So yes, past tense ED is important. Again, especially in the school system, really mainly in the school system, that's when it really matters. But let's talk about, is he going to be able to tell the police officer what happened if something went wrong? Is the police officer going to be able to understand him? Can he connect with his peers? Can they understand him? Can he connect with his family? Can they understand him? And not even about the external, like the people who will be who, the people who will be affected by his speech, but how about how he feels and the fact that he's not able to communicate his ideas clearly and concisely. So again, here are three reasons why I love language assessment. One, it gives me more opportunity to bond with the student. Two, it better allows us to assess the student's strength rather than focusing on their weaknesses. 
And three, it gives us a clearer picture of what interventions they truly need. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I would love to get your feedback and just how you do your language sample analysis, why you might love language sample analysis, and even why you might hate language sample analysis. Um, Leave me a review and check out the show notes for the sources I mentioned earlier. Until then, I'll see you in the next episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Pediatric Speech Sisters show. This episode is about language sample analysis. Um, The reason why I want to talk about language sample analysis is because it's such a big component of dynamic assessment. And we always hear about dynamic assessment when it comes to culturally responsive teaching and cultural competency and everything. But what exactly does dynamic assessment entail? And also, why do we have to keep talking about dynamic assessment if that's kind of like the gold standard of cultural competent practice? So. I today there's many ways we can dive deep into dynamic assessment but I don't want to keep y'all here for hours and hours (laughs) we'll make more episodes on that Um, but I really want to just talk about why I even love dynamic assessment so one thing I love about dynamic assessment is language sample analysis some of you all might be listening to this and your heart is dropping like, I don't want to even talk about language sample analysis because I know, I know it's kind of one of those extra things. In fact, um, the literature says that one of the reasons why SLPs don't perform language sample analysis is because it's too time consuming. I'll go ahead and link those sources in, this, um, in the show notes, but yeah. The main challenge described in literature is that language sample analysis is too consuming. Um, This comes from Klate and colleagues. Again, I will link this in the show notes. So before I get started, I want to talk about what is language sample analysis. I'm sitting here um, looking at this ASHA leader article. Um, So I'm just going to read it word for word and again and the show notes if you want to read the full article it's a really great article so here's what language sample analysis is language sample analysis is a more naturalistic and ecologically valid way to evaluate a child's language performance language sample analysis offers clinicians the opportunity to collect and analyze language samples that represents linguistic performance in a real life situation such as conversation or in more structured communication tasks such as narratives. So some ways that I like to do language sample analysis, um, I really like to, one, use picture cards and have them tell me a story using the picture cards, maybe having them sequence the story and telling it to me in a first, next, last format. Um, especially for the kiddos who aren't as expressive, um, maybe they're like a bit shy in that way. But I really, really enjoy um, just getting feedback from the kids. Like sometimes you get those really talkative kiddos who maybe they're coming in for articulation concerns or receptive language concerns. And they're just talking, talking, talking. And I'm like, 
yes. <laughs> yes, this this is actually the part that makes it a little easier. You don't necessarily need to take that extra step. So when you get those kiddos, please take a language sample analysis. That's just kind of like you're getting it. You're just getting it right there. You don't really have to take an extra step. But even if you don't get those kiddos, if you do get those kids that are a bit more shy or they have less expressive language skills, still do your best and make the effort to do a language sample analysis. I'm going to give you three reasons today why I love language assessment. So here's one. One reason why I love language sample analysis is because it gives us more opportunity to bond with the student. Um, Again, I know we are a bit eh, overwhelmed, right? (laughs) With everything else on our plates as speech pathologists, we wear several different hats. But at the end of the day, we join the field to make these connections, especially if we're talking about cultural compatibility. And, you know, let's just talk about the cultural humility part, just really being able to sit and listen to the child and just see a bit more about their likes and their dislikes. I like when they give me a bit of their personality, they give me a little bit about their home culture, what their life is like with their friends. Um, So I really enjoy it for that reason. And also it gives the kid a moment to know me. Uh, This is when sometimes I have to take a step back and take a few deep breaths because our life, our work life specifically is always on go. So it's like hour after hour after hour we're doing something. Um, But when I am connecting with a student and I still, um, y'all, I'm not perfect. (laughs) I'm still working on this. When I'm connecting with a student or a client, I have to take a few deep breaths and really look at this student, really look at this patient. Like, okay, this is, it's just me and this patient right now, just me and her, just me and them right now. Um, The reason why I say that is because again, just going back to how we feel like we don't have enough time but you really benefit in the long run if you build that relationship from the very from the very beginning. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is because language sample analysis gives us a better assessment of strengths. It shows us what they can do. Um, so I really like to use a language sample analysis sheet. Um, I'll link my favorite one in the show notes. If you use the PLS, you might see like on the back of the protocol, it will actually have the language sample and it'll show you their strengths and weaknesses. You can pretty much just, it's a checklist of what they can and can't do. So this part really helps me focus on what they can do rather than what they can't. I really like to take a strengths-based approach. And Mutra shows that it's best to take a strengths-based approach especially when it comes to writing goals. So if I'm looking at the kid's strengths, I already have in my mind, okay, so we can build on this. Okay, it's great that this child has strong expressive language skills, but right now they might be um, showing some weaknesses in their receptive language skills. Let's build on that. Let's make goals that aligns with their strengths so that way it decreases frustration on their end and also it helps them reach their language goals faster. Um, I do want to give an example also of focusing on their strengths rather than weaknesses. Um, 
especially in the schools, we get a bunch of paperwork from the teachers and they're all saying, this child can't do this, this child can't do that, this child can't do this, this child can't do that. And so when you are one-on-one with the student, you just get a better idea. Actually, they can do this or, hmm, okay. Um, this child actually has more skills than what is written down on just this paper. Now that I'm looking at this kid face to face and getting to know this child. So one example is a child, um, she was an African child and we just came from COVID-19. We just came from quarantine and she's telling me this about her culture and just certain things. She's in first, she was in first grade at the time and just certain things that she would do with her family. Also in the back of my mind, I remember my interactions with their family. And um, as I do the, uh, this is actually a speech sample analysis. So as I did the speech sample analysis, I realized that she actually had more speech sounds than was originally indicated on her teacher's report. And also not even that is the fact that when I did the contrastive analysis, those speech sounds were quote unquote errors, but it's because of her language dialect. It was just language difference. It wasn't an actual disorder. So I did not qualify her for speech. Also, y'all, I'm just gonna be straight up. When you do it this way, it saves you time in the long run again, because you're not overqualifying somebody. This is a great way to not overqualify um, multilinguistic children. Okay, so a third reason why I love language sample analysis is because it also gives us a clearer picture of what interventions the child truly needs. So this is when I am going to give standardized assessments a thumbs up because it does show us specific areas um, of deficits that we can work on and that we can build on. And sometimes it really just gives us the answer of why. Okay, why is this child having difficulties understanding language? What part of language is this child having difficulties understanding? But when we're taking a language sample analysis, that gives us a bigger picture. So, for example, if we administer an assessment, let's just say the OWLs, we administer an assessment and it says, oh, okay, this child has difficulties with past tense, past tense verbs. Okay, that is very important, um, on a, especially on an academic level, right? Like that's very important. But when I'm talking to this kid, the big challenge isn't the fact that he can't understand or produce past tense verbs. It's more so that he struggles to tell me stories in a clear and concise way. So I'm having to probe him a lot more, ask him what he means. And then when I'm asking him what he means, he's not giving me a clear answer to where I can really truly understand him. And so that's when we really need to fall back on what's functional. So yes, past tense ED is important. Again, especially in the school system, really mainly in the school system, that's when it really matters. But let's talk about, is he going to be able to tell the police officer what happened if something went wrong? 
is the police officer going to be able to understand him? Can he connect with his peers? Can they understand him? Can he connect with his family? Can they understand him? And not even about the external, like the people who will be who, the people who will be affected by his speech, but how about how he feels and the fact that he's not able to communicate his ideas clearly and concisely. So again, here are three reasons why I love language assessment. One, it gives me more opportunity to bond with the student. Two, it better allows us to assess the student's strength rather than focusing on their weaknesses. And three, it gives us a clearer picture of what interventions they truly need. Thank you all for listening to this episode. I would love to get your feedback and just how you do your language sample analysis, why you might love language sample analysis, and even why you might hate language sample analysis. Um, Leave me a review and check out the show notes for the sources I mentioned earlier. Until then, I'll see you in the next episode.